0: Good evening, I'm Ted Koppel. Surely everyone knows by now that Buckwheat is dead. But for those of you who have not seen the videotape of Buckwheat being shot, let's take a look. Seven, 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 the magnificent Seven. They were only seven, but they fought by 700. Bring the kind of justice that would last. Seven, seven, seven. The Magnificent Seven. They made a brave stand. The Magnificent Seven. They fought for the future to wipe away their past. The Magnificent Seven. How long till her eyes won't get better the condition only worsens Mr. Ingalls Mary is going blind Ty Webb Heavy Longmire Gustav Maté <laughs> London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles per second. This is GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles per second. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Come on then, Plato, enlighten me.
1: Is this where we do Twitter questions? This is where we do Twitter questions hey, here um, on
2: Can You Hear Me, the podcast that's used to be three guys, but no one's seen Heavy Longmire in a few weeks.
1: He was cold from the fold.
2: And um, so it's just me, Gustav Monteblanc. And me, Ty Webb. And you can find us on Twitter. Send your questions at RealGustav. At Ty Webb 3000 And if you want to tweet out into the ether, <clears throat> at Longmire Heavy, maybe he'll, his spirit will get that. Hello,
1: folks. How's it going? If he wakes up from his slumber.
2: And you can email us at canyouhearmepod at com. I promise you we will get to your email. Last episode, we got through three emails. Yeah. Some of which may have actually been sent in 2018. Uh-uh. Yeah, I think we got one. Yeah. Nice. And... You know, when we called out for Twitter questions before we recorded this, we got a couple of emails from Ginsburg and Bo out there in New Mexico, and they tweeted me to tell me, you know, hey, I sent something. Did you get it? And I had to say, yes, I got it. Be patient. (laughs) We will get to it eventually, but we will. We will. All right. We got Twitter questions, so we'll see how this goes. All right. I'm going to let you When I tweeted out that we were recording tonight, I posted a GIF. Of James Coburn and Steve McQueen.
1: From the fantastic movie, Magnificent Seven. Fantastic. And Aaron,
2: our buddy, Mr. Cortez, says, Well, since you have that gift, could a knife thrower beat a gunslinger?
1: No. I mean, that's easy. Well, I mean...
2: Okay, a knife thrower, I agree. Okay? Now, there are some studies... About speed and knife attacks versus gun attacks, and if you have a certain proximity,
1: it's like that whole what What is the show where the the guy does the seven second seven second trick or whatever? Right? Is that justified? I yeah, think I think that is think it's yeah. unjustified. Where he's got the seven second trick to where he thinks he can get to you and stab you with a knife before you can pull on him.
2: There's been some.
1: I mean, I can see that in a, a less experienced shooter. But if I mean if you're good with a gun.
2: Well, I think I think part of that, you know, and again, a knife attack implies that the knife is already in hand. Yeah. Whereas if you're responding to the knife attack, you're drawing, since most people don't walk around with pistol in hand.
1: If both are holstered though, and you have any distance between Oh, you, it's the
2: gun. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't... maybe yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe maybe on the show it wasn't the seventh second rule. Maybe it was like the it was a distance thing. It was like a fifteen foot or twenty foot proximity. Yeah. yeah, proximity is makes all the difference in that fight. Proximity, as we've detailed,
2: makes all the difference. Also, on how hot you think some ugly broad is on
1: the uh, side of a mountain. Uh, there's no doubt. I mean, I rely Excuse on. Excuse me, I shouldn't say broad. Yeah, you should say chick, chick. Um. Yeah, I mean, if you're, it all depends on proximity for sure. If you're two feet away. Then I mean it's yeah it's anybody's game.
2: Now, did you see the remake of the Magnificent Seven? I, the with one with Denzel? Denzel?
1: I did not because I'm so loyal to the original. I didn't really want to give the remake a chance. Did you see it?
2: No, I didn't. I, I did notice that there's lots of people that I enjoy. Yeah. In it, you know, Vincent D'Onofrio, Denzel. But uh, it's
1: impossible to improve that movie
2: now. Here's the uh, the trap that I've just set for you, sir. Okay. The original is the Seven Samurai. By well, Kira that's Kurosawa.
1: true. That's true, but it's so different that it's even it's hard to compare the two. I agree. But I mean, and I, to me,
2: overall, the original Magnificent Seven is more enjoyable. Even though I love the Seven Samurai, I know you do. You keep telling me to watch it because it's. Technology wasn't in Kurosawa's favor. And so the, stuff. the print is, and the cinematography is not great at times. Yeah. Sometimes it is. If he has plenty of light to work in, it's it's perfectly fine.
1: When was that made?
2: Uh, like 52 or okay. so. And story's great. The acting is superb. But it's just hard to watch at certain points in it because the print and the cinematography is not good. Whereas Magnificent Seven, again... The original has superb actors, Brenner, Bronson, McQueen, Coburn, Coburn, Robert Vaughn.
1: Oh, the great
2: Robert Vaughn. Yeah, that, that's just a great cast. So, super movie. And the course, only
1: spare was the young guy.
2: Yeah, the young guy.
1: With the total. Yeah. So spare. Which is
2: also, he's the only, the young guy is also the only spare in the Wild Bunch, too. That's true. So, there's a pattern going on there in westerns. I'm sensing a trend. All right. Thank you, Aaron, for your thoughtful question. All right. Now we got one from Mr. Chuck. Chucky. If you guys were going storm chasing, who would drive and who would film it? Between just us two? No, three, I would I would I would want to say the three.
1: Well, there's only two positions.
2: Well, but one of us could be riding along
1: Yeah, but I thought this was in response to me, just me and you recording. Okay. We'll
2: we'll do both. Okay. Let's do just the two,
1: you and I recording. Hmm. Who would... I think since you're more tech savvy, you'd probably be the recorder. You're
2: probably a better driver than me, too.
1: That's probably accurate. I'm better at most things, so that would probably be right.
2: That's what I hear. <laughs>
1: Although, if there were three of us, there is no way we're wrestling that wheel away from Heavy. No, he, you know, he's got to be in control I of the wheel. I got this, boys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, if it's the three of us, Heavy's definitely driving. If it's just me and Gus, then I think I'm going to have the wheel and Gus is going to have the camera.
2: You know, I love storms.
1: I lo- I love storm chasing.
2: I've not done a lot of storm chasing.
1: You know, I've got a brother that is incredibly. Scared Of any kind of storm Right Probably partly because of where we grew up And tornadoes and everything like that But when it comes to tornadoes I mean He legitimately freaks out When he thinks there might be a tornado Into the
2: storm cellar
1: And there have been a couple of times One in particular I can remember Where we were driving We were driving back from our parents' house Back to the Metroplex And there was a huge wall cloud And evidently a big storm coming from the east and we could kind of go two different ways to get there and i was like let's go this way so we can maybe get a look at this thing he had so much fear sweat going on i literally think he was willing to jump out of the truck if i didn't stop yeah because i was like let's go this way we can see it and he was like no what are you talking about we can't do that like he i've always been fascinated with especially tornadoes yeah yeah but man he is Boy, he is the exact opposite.
2: Nah, I not you know, standing outside watching, see if oh. you see a funnel cloud dipping down or, you know, just keep I'm, an eye on
1: it. I'm still a fan of Twister. It's not my favorite movie. I mean, it, I'm not saying it's a great movie, but I'm saying I enjoy watching it. R.I.P. Bill Paxton. Man, did he leave us? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Man, I hate that you reminded me of that because he's always going to be Chet. Did you ever watch Big Love? Yes. Pretty good, very good,
2: very good. You're a Bill Paxton aficionado. All right, thank you, Chuck. Chuck. E this one is from Jay.
1: Remind me who this Jay is?
2: Uh, tall, traps like a Greek god.
1: Mm. Can you be more specific?
2: He uh, gets in trouble for trying to pick a fight at four hundred dollar intra league pickup basketball league. Uh,
1: okay, this is starting to ring a bell. I need some.
2: When was the last time you saw someone wearing a cloak? Um. Uh, now I have a I have a daughter, okay, and she will sometimes have some type of fancy cape slash cloak for formal events.
1: Yeah, I was going to say maybe Halloween party situation,
2: but as far as an adult, I would say it had to be last Halloween.
1: I can say that the best movie ever with Cloak in the title has to be Cloak and Dagger. because with the it, great Dabney Coleman.
2: He, he is like K.J. Ellis. Man, any, he, anything with either of them
1: just is better. He just makes everything better. I think I saw that there might be a sequel to 9 to 5. Oh, yeah. There is a remake. I heard there's going to be a remake of that. But they haven't said who they're going to cast, I right? I
2: thought I read that it was going to be them. Really? That's what I thought I read. Well, now I'm interested.
1: Because I wasn't interested in the remake no. otherwise. But if it's got...
2: If it's them...
1: The original is fantastic. Oh, it's
2: so good. And I'm not a uh, Jane Fonda fan.
1: But she looked good. She looked good in that. And Dolly. Dolly. Would, well, would have even given Lily a turn in that. Yeah, I would have all over her, yeah. Would, would you just use soroy as a verb? You were soroid all over her? You heard that
2: episode where he talked oh, about... Oh, yeah, yeah. He had a...
1: That was the one time I sent in an email.
2: Oh, that's right. That's where we got the uh, audio for the opening. <laughs>
1: that's right. Uh, and, man, Dabney, like he, like in everything, he's fantastic in that movie. And still with us, right?
2: Yes, still with us. I mean, not not here
1: tonight, but
2: still alive Boy, on this morning. Boy, that would be the best show
1: than... ever. Get him and Grego in here.
2: <laughs> Grego lately. Golly. Boy. Unhinged. All right, somebody, oh, it was Bo respond. Wow, this is really, this took off, didn't he? Uh, in well, response to Jay's email, oh my gosh, this is kind of tough to. All right, Bo responded that I was at a LARP event in Irving in 1992. <laughs> okay. LARP, of course, meaning live action role play. I was 12 and didn't realize that 12 year old kids and 35 year old single dudes shouldn't hang out alone and supervise. <laughs> while pretending to be vampires and sword fighting with PVC pipes wrapped in foam.
1: Well, I want to be at this party.
2: I was being the motlet, and I definitely made my own armor.
1: <laughs> and this sounds right up your alley.
2: You know, uh, even though I played D&D quite a bit in college...
1: <laughs> Not to brag, but...
2: I have never taken part in any live-action role-play event.
1: Not even in the back corner of that local bookstore? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I think I was told to stay away from there.
1: There was definitely more than one individual in there that was on a registry of sorts.
2: Oh, well, uh, there was one individual that may have gone to prison for for murder.
1: We need to do prison talk sometime. Okay. I've got a good friend that went to prison.
2: Other than the one that...
1: No, no, this is a different guy. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah.
2: All right, Jay responded, I had to think for a while before being willing to read beyond the sixth word of your story, (laughs) though.
1: I like that.
2: And Bo says it was a dark time in the realm, Ray. Dark time. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: photos or it didn't happen, Bo. Yeah.
2: I like that we have this little community. All right. One, I don't know how you pronounce this, Bop A-Lena
1: Hmm.
2: asks, Will Ty review Grease with me and reenact the last scene?
1: Only if you wear those leather pants. Or if you want me to wear them. Either way. I could even slip into those heels.
2: Oh, how hot was
1: oh, Olivia my Newton-John? Oh, gosh. Equally as hot as conservative Sandy as crazy biker chick Sandy.
2: Yeah, I agree. I agree. You want some confession time? Some straight talk? Uh-oh. I am. have always been Uh-oh. hot for Stockard Channing.
1: She didn't do anything for me in Greece, but in some of her later stuff, I'm with you.
2: Like the uh, the giant bus movie. Did you ever see that?
1: No, I feel like you're making that up. I'm
2: not making that up. In fact, that's my work wife Marion's father's favorite movie.
1: I always felt like her and Elizabeth, um, not Elizabeth Perkins, is Elizabeth Montgomery the that, one who that's is bewitched. In, okay, what's the name of the chick that was in? She's having a baby. Was that? Elizabeth something. I know the one you're talking about. I always got her and Stockard Channing quasi mixed up, but mm. Stockard Best Channing, things. she, yeah, she, she came on strong later on. Yeah. I, her personality was attractive in Greece, but I couldn't keep my eyes off Sandy.
2: No, no, but I'm just telling you, in everything, Stockard Channing has always kind of, kind of lit the pilot light, if you will. But she's sexy. You don't have to be attracted to no, be sexy. No, and she, and and she's not the beauty school dropout that Elizabeth Taylor was, but I could see Stalker Channing also I, in the Who's Afraid of Virginia
1: Woolf. I'm with you. I feel like they could almost be cousins. They yeah. have some
2: similarity there. Maybe we need some Ancestry.com to get on this. Yeah, Brad. Get out for us.
1: Get on that. Yeah.
2: Quit fucking around in Cuba archives, Brad. You know about this. Brad went to Cuba.
1: Yeah, I heard about that. Anyway. Was that legal?
2: Well, there was some pa- passport shenanigans because
1: he I didn't have one. I pictured him traveling by cargo plane over there in a, in a cargo net full of bananas.
2: All right. Tell ask, is Heavy still making it back from
1: the quote-unquote cat hunt? No doubt.
2: So, yeah. He's still not here yet. All right.
1: We only hear from him every now and then these days. He's he's on the wilderness.
2: Lucy references the passport debacle of brad okay so brad didn't have a passport
1: oh right yeah he was he was dming us on who could go pick up his passport yeah
2: trying to find somebody to go pick up his passport because he had to go accept his major award from some quasi southern Mm. revisionist i'm not sure what that was about but anyway i wonder how they were paying him what are your top three places you'd like to go on vacation if money was no object or you weren't paying for it? I'll hang up and listen in 2019. Thank you, Lucy, for knowing that.
1: That's a good one.
2: Uh, mm. Let's see.
1: Well, I still haven't been to Europe, and I'm I ashamed either. of I, that. I haven't either. So there's several places over there I'd love to go. I'd love to go to Italy. I'd love to go to London.
2: What if you could Paris. go any time?
1: Future or past? Yeah, sure. More past, you're thinking? I think
2: more past, because the I mean, future is unknowing. You could right. go to Europe in the future, but it might be like Terminator, you know. Seven. Skynet's burned up the world, or the Matrix shit. Hot dog? Not hot dog.
1: I think, um man, that is tough. we'll, uh, we'll just stick
2: to current time, because, like, I would like to go, you know, I think the era of elegant world travel was like the... 19th century,
1: you know, mm, I yes, steamboats,
2: steamboats, and you know, going down the Nile and things like that. Whereas, I think now I don't really want to go to Egypt,
1: right? Security right.
2: concerns. Right. So, uh, let alone be floating on a slow ass steamboat,
1: you're going to encounter a lot of pickpockets. That situation, I
2: think you always had pickpockets, but
1: I think it's ramped up though.
2: I'm sure because back then you had the the power of the British Empire to, you know lash anybody or
1: although indiana animated through okay
2: yeah well you know uh let's see i'd like to go to i'd like to go to antarctica just to have gone to antarctica
1: yeah that'd be you cool know,
2: we know somebody that went and worked in antarctica we do yeah
1: okay i'll uh, trust you on that
2: son of a algebra teacher of ours oh really yeah okay but he's he's literally worked like Almost everywhere in the world.
1: I remember heavy talking about that now. So, Antarctica. I'd like to go to Australia. Australia? You could say hello to our listener. And New Zealand. I'd like to do that. It's very Fly to the
2: Concords of you. Uh, I do love Fly of the Concords. I, we were just listening to the.
1: Is that ever going to come back?
2: I don't know. Because, you know, they're. I don't even know if they're active anymore. Because I know Jermaine has gotten kind of big time. He was the. Singing crab or whatever. Yeah, that, shiny uh, Moana or whatever movie.
1: What is that? Moana. Yeah, and then
2: I think his uh, vampire documentary got picked up. That
1: show is so great. So I, but I don't know what uh, Brett's doing. A Brit or whatever. All right. So you've got Antarctica. I'll give you Australia, New Zealand is one
2: Oceania. Um. Uh, yeah, I'd like to go to. I'd like to go to Europe. Uh. Like Switzerland, I think that'd be pretty neato. Yeah, that'd be cool. I don't think I would enjoy it, but I'd like to go to Russia. I'm sure you would. Do some undercover work. Do a little more Khrushchev research. Uh, you know, it's one of those things... Aunt- Mother Russia, as you like to call it all. oh Whoa, let's see. My name's not Austin. Back off, man.
1: Don't tell Heavy about your pending <laughs> trip to Russia. <laughs> he'll, let's go back he'll to, zip tie you and throw you in a speaking trunk. Speaking of
2: communism, I mean... Brad went to a communist country Cuba's still communist Yeah I was hoping that he Does that
1: make him pro-communist now? It
2: has to, right?
1: Commie Brad? Why hasn't his Twitter name changed to that?
2: I was hoping that, you know, the Castros would force him into being their official biographer or something And he would at least, you know, get paid
1: Yeah, I mean, if he wants to meet a Castro, he could just go down to San Antonio He doesn't have to make the trip all the way to Cuba
2: All right, let's see here where would All you right. go? Yeah, I, um,
1: if I had to narrow it to three, and these are going to be places I haven't gone, I'm assuming that's well, I what you're interested I you in. Go.
2: It says the top three places you like to go on vacation. Wait a second, it says vacation, not travel.
1: Uh, and
2: I do think there's a distinction between yeah, for sure, vacation and trip
1: for sure. If I'm just, I'm thinking more of travel. Because vacation is a totally different scenario. Because there's some places just for safety concerns, I wouldn't do a vacation necessarily. But um, I would love to go to Italy. Yes. Um, I'd love to go to Africa. Yeah. Some kind of safari situation would be really cool. And then, man, there's so many places in Europe other than Italy that I'd love to go to. I mean, I'd love to go to Paris. I'd love to go to London, but I think it would be cool to go to Tokyo. Uh,
2: yeah, I would love to. I, when I was doing, um, kendo a long time ago, the, the guy that was the teacher of it, he, after he got out of the Marine Corps, he just went and bummed around Japan, living in a van, basically.
1: <laughs> nice.
2: And, you know, not just in Tokyo, obviously, but, and all the, you know, the countryside and stuff. And the pictures of it just were gorgeous. Yeah. You know, just, it just looks, everything looks so different, let alone all the, you know, the cultural stuff. Yeah, I'd like to go to, uh, I'd like to go to China. Yeah. I don't want to come back with worms.
1: This is linking up where with well with your communist manifesto.
2: Just hit all, you know, hit Venezuela while I'm at it.
1: Sure. In the places I haven't been in the U.S., I still really want to go to Glacier National Park in Montana. Mm. I hear that's amazing. And Alaska. I haven't been to Alaska, and I would love to go there. Yeah. Especially like on a hunting fishing trip kind of situation or Alaskan cruise. My folks have been on one of those before, and the pictures were incredible.
2: Mine went on one this summer, and my mom got her first good digital camera. Uh Uh-oh. And, you know, my, my dad was a photographer and did wedding photography and stuff when I was young. So, legit photographer. I don't think he took a damn picture. <laughs> but she, you know, memory card after memory card. You know, because it's nice. a trip of a lifetime. Oh, for yeah. Her. So, and she had this great camera. So, I haven't even seen all the pictures. I mean, there's hundreds and hundreds. Which is the great thing about digital now is, and you know, part of it, you know, you ask, well, are we living in the moment enough? But at the same time, you used to take a picture and God only knows if it was going to turn out. Oh, yeah. You know, so.
1: You I, could lose a whole roll.
2: Yeah, easily from various reasons. Uh, let's see here. Bo has an update saying that he wrote an email detailing a cock ring saga, but he liked knife talk a couple of weeks ago. He's at a crossroad because my dad gave me his buck from the 70s folder, or uh, I assume. And I have my grandpa's old timer that he carried. I carry a buck three forty one daily that I wouldn't mind losing in my dad's or GP grandpa's for specific occasion. So that makes sense to have kind of like we were talking about, you know, you've got um, that one that has sentimental version, whereas I have sentimental knives that my grandfather gave me that I don't carry, but because I am likely to either break or lose a knife, then I carry the lack of a better term, not disposable, but, Ones that I'm not going to cry about, so.
1: Yeah, I've got several from my grandfathers, both of my grandfathers that I keep, but I don't ever carry just because I'm so nervous that something's going to happen or lose one or something, and yeah. And a lot of those are, most of those are either old-timer, I think all of them are either old-timer, buck, or case.
2: Well, those were the... Kind Mo- of, uh,
1: I think most of the ones, especially from one of my grandfathers, almost all of those are old timers. My other grandfather had several bucks and um, cases because he's, he's the one that had the case displayed. Right. So he had several good ones from there, but I've got several old timers. All of those are quality. I mean yeah. You can't go wrong. Especially that, especially
2: that time.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: All right. We got some uh, answers to Lucy's question. Aaron responded that he'd like to go to Coppell, okay, Royce City, and Van Alstine. Well, I hear those are nice this time of year. And Sam, the Austin P1, says Mars, Europa, and the Forest
1: Spoon of Indoor. Okay. Okay. thinking outside the box. Uh, I like yeah. it.
2: But then again, it says, I'm in. Royce City has a sweet-ass dirt track.
1: That is tough to beat. Uh, i will probably get you a pretty quality You know, I enjoyed beverage the, there, uh, too.
2: The the dirt track outings that I took with one, uh, oh, yeah, Jay Cranfield this summer.
1: We need to all um caravan out to the Devil's Bowl.
2: Well, that was one of the ones that I went to. To be honest, even though the racing was better and the higher quality, it's a bigger track, it's like double what Grayson County Speedway at At Devil's Devil's Bowl. Bowl. Um, so if somebody gets ahead, it's pretty much over. Unless something, s- unless something goes wrong. Less crashes. Less crashes. uh General, I think, maintenance. There's more money at
1: Devil's Bowl. How, what about more or less drunkards?
2: Well, the stands are a lot bigger because the track's bigger. Mm. So we didn't have anybody pause that. There was one drunk barefoot chick.
1: Okay, now
2: we're talking. Um Yeah.
1: and Now we're getting to she the She was with an old
2: dude. She was not as old as the old dude that she was with. That old dude was going to have a good night if she stayed awake.
1: Was she a smoker?
2: Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. 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 Totally. All right. Let's see. Special correspondent. Barefoot and smoker is a good time. Sensei Thunderfist MD. Whoa. Says, room for only one in the lifeboat to a deserted island. Okay. Aaron Gray, Pam Dauber, or Bailey from WKRP? I don't Mm know my answer.
1: Aaron Gray... Pam Dauber or Bailey. Damn, this is tough. I can tell you right now that I love Pam Dauber, but I'm in my mind I'm my big debate is between Aaron Gray and Bailey. I know you're gonna say Bailey. Yep. Um, yeah. Although
2: it's close. I mean Aaron Gray would be my God. I have to think about it for just a second.
1: I think I'm gonna go Aaron Gray because That's I, a would, hot one. I was so in love with her on Silver Spoons. I can't even explain how. I, let me take off my pants and see if I can explain to you how in love I was okay, with her. Well,
2: I can see right now that it's very in love, and apparently it's a very fast love. Yeah, I mean, I and then it's over. Okay, well, but I think you're still in love deep down.
1: I'm still, I'm less in love now than I was like five seconds ago, right. but it, I'm building back up, and that's how it works.
2: Uh, let's see, special correspondent Sensei Thunderfist MD also asked, <laughs> Hey, doctor. What's the most overrated season?
1: Ooh, like paprika?
2: Yes, that's, I, I think that's exactly what he means. Do you like deviled eggs? I only eat my deviled <laughs> eggs. I only eat deviled eggs that my mother prepares.
1: Okay. Is that because you don't like deviled eggs and you feel obligated to eat hers? No, or is it because I, I enjoy hers? hers although
2: I, I limit myself to no more than two. What? How can you do that? How can you just eat cause, two? Uh, Cause I'd get sick if I ate the whole damn tray. Now, I've, I've eat, I think I've eaten a dozen at a sitting. I, I They're like that. oysters. You can't stop once and, you start. You know, the deviled egg toot. Oh, it'll get you. That's a, that's a powerful, It'll get you, but deviled
1: eggs are so good.
2: Is there, is there a common use for paprika if you aren't Hungarian other than deviled egg?
1: I mean, I'm hard-pressed to think of one off the top of my head. Because,
2: I mean, unless you're making goulash when or something. When I think
1: paprika, I think deviled eggs. Yeah. And I really think it's mostly just for visual purposes. I believe so. But, damn, it's going to be hard for me not to just think about deviled eggs from now on. I, All right, season, season. Okay, uh, most overrated seasons. That is question. Yes, <sighs> I think I'm going to say summer. You know, I'm not going to in Texas.
2: I'm not going to disagree with you. I think that it is my least favorite season, and the older I get, the less I seem to do during the summer.
1: It's just so damn hot. I mean, I can't, I know we've talked about this before, but I can't imagine going back, like if I had to spend a day like hauling hay again in the summer, I think I would just kill myself.
2: Or how about 1930s
1: Texas oh. with your long sleeve buttoned up <sighs> shirt? I mean, I look at, I think about my granddad wearing some, you know, long sleeve panhandle slim type non aerating <laughs> yeah. shirt. And just working his ass off in the middle of a 1950s summer.
2: I, I look at the pictures of my great-grandfathers. You know, it's overalls, which I wear already. Okay, so I'm not really giving up my, much ground there. But it is always, would it be chambray? It's not denim, but it's that blue. Yeah, yeah. You know, buttoned at the cu- uh, at the cuff, buttoned up to the neck.
1: Which, you know, evidently, it depends on the material. But if you have a a breathable material, long right. sleeve is supposed to be cooler. That's what they say. But I I mean, I've never bought into that. Yeah, but it's supposed to be know. true, you know. And but then, those shirts they were wearing were far from breathable.
2: No, it's a hundred percent cotton. And oh. anyway, that's what they wore every day and farmed throughout the Dust Bowl and everything. I don't know.
1: Uh, but yeah, Probably wearing summer.
2: wool socks, wool boots. underwear.
1: Although, you ever think I, they went free balling under those overalls? I doubt
2: it. You know, I, but I, the underwear back then was, might as well have been free balling. Yeah. It wasn't, you know, nice tight hug. No,
1: it was a, a like loose I prefer situation.
2: Now I'm, you know, I've worn wool socks in the heat.
1: <laughs> okay.
2: Backpacking, that's, that's the shit.
1: Well, yeah, that's true. You got a, you got a blister situation you need to deal with and, Moisture and so forth.
2: So, anyway, I agree with summer being the most overrated season. So
1: Man, our up. grandfathers would think we're such wusses.
2: Well, I mean, they'd be right, you know? They would be right. Can uh, you
1: imagine Dust Bowl summers?
2: How about Dust Bowl Heavy? Whew.
1: Oh, you know he would have some kind of hanky, too, that he would blot his brow oh with. Oh, my gosh. How nasty would that thing He would be junior from Hee Haw. Overalls Minus the undershirt Now,
2: you know, I am wearing overalls right now
1: (laughs) We'll hear that again
2: And today when I went to town Make a good
1: episode title
2: (laughs) When I went to town today, I was at the
1: Walmarts (laughs) So 903 You remember the old Walmarts? Yes Before it was Supercenter?
2: Hey. And If you want to, and
1: look, there's still a couple of those around. No, I was
2: about to say, if you want to relive that, you just there had, used to be one in Carthage. You had well, if you head up in Oklahoma, and I don't know if it still is, but if you go up, well, uh, I try not to to Atoka. Ooh, yeah. Atoka still has an old school Walmart
1: going strong,
2: and it's even got the. It's so old. You remember how the old um, the the doors weren't facing out, you had the vestibule where right. the doors were at the end. It's yeah. that style and limited food. It is old school.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's basically like a size hardware store. Yeah.
2: It was, uh, cause there was a, a time one year, a few years back where, uh, I had to go up that way to take the oldest boy to a scout camp out that we, he didn't get to leave cause he had a soccer game or something. And I took him all the way up there, past the Toka, and I stopped at that Walmart, and I was like, holy shit, this is like a time warp. No doubt. Yeah. I was surprised. They may have still had the sticker gun. I'm not even sure. <laughs> Let's see. This just in from a special correspondent, Sensei Thunderfist, MD. Funny you should make that noise. Ham radio or CB. Look out. We've never used a ham radio, no. But we did have CBs. We did have CBs, so I'm going to give CB the edge. I know that people are still into ham radio now. I don't know how. Um, I'm surprised you've never had one. Important it is. I, yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things that it just never has. Now I am fascinated by it, and you know, we talked. To, we've had some questions about the standard parts of our opening before, and in it is a smidgen of audio from an episode called uh, The Ham Radio of Hitchcock's Half Hour from the great Tony Hitchcock, and that's where he's saying it's London, uh, calling, whatever. Underrated genius. So great. And, you know, you and I could do a whole, like,
1: half hour about Hitchcock, but... I've listened to some of those records of his where and like I've listened to the episodes on record right. and then later you see the episode yes. and it's kind of like reading a book like it's so much better to just listen to well, it. Well, and part of
2: it is they're not exactly the same a lot of times right. because the radio show went on a lot longer than the TV show did. So yeah. they recycled some of the TV and I I think a lot of the TV episodes don't have as many characters Yeah. As the radio show. The radio
1: show is the best. I,
2: I, uh, when I'm flying, I like to have kind of the same things to listen to so I can go to sleep, kind of like a self-induced hypnosis type thing. And part of that are old Hitchcock, uh, Hancock's half hours.
1: Where are you getting those on your phone?
2: Uh, I downloaded them a long time ago. I think there's some archives, maybe archive.org
1: that has some episodes. Good to know. Um, If you want to, I've listened to them on computer, but I've never. If you don't want to
2: download them, the BBC Extra app, which works in America, they have.
1: That's where we are.
2: The radio shows from well, the BBC TV doesn't work in America. Okay, but the BBC Extra, which is the radio stuff, it works. And on BBC Four Extra, they have right now, and for the last few years, a new. Hancock's episode each week Oh I'm gonna download that for sure then And they have a bunch of other stuff too and they rotate out A lot of different material they have Old Dad's Army which I love Another great BBC sitcom That they did They actually went backwards they did those Television first and then Radio afterwards or parallel Sometimes and then uh, But they do they cycle It's drama and quiz shows And comedies Which they still make new stuff too different things but the excellent. old
1: hancocks
2: are on there excellent all right let's see so
1: we're we're firmly in the cb camp
2: we're firmly in the cb camp because we really don't know anything about ham radio except a really cool footnote to ham radio But well, they used to have qsl cards that people would send to other people mm-hmm. so like if i talked to you and uh, we made a connection you know on the radio people would have a big map sometimes of the world and they would put a pin in wherever they talked to somebody and people would send out these QSL cards that they had made, which often they might just be bare bones and say your name and your, where you were at and your uh, license number. But a lot of times they'd have like funny drawings or things like that. Sometimes racy. Huh? And there's a whole world of people that say QSL. I think that's right. They collect these cards and they're, they're really neat cuz they were all homemade, you know, or home printed and things like that. So it's kind of a lost art. All right. Let's see.
1: I bet the general was into ham radio at the one point. The general
2: did get his ham license cuz back then that he had to learn not more and stuff me. and I remember about 16 he was doing that.
1: Okay, that makes sense. I don't know
2: if he ever got the I vocal see him as a sign. ham guy. Yeah, I could definitely see that. And he would be like talking to somebody in Zimbabwe, and end up owning like thirty acres or something. There's some story that I can't remember the details where the general was in a touring group of singers, okay in college, and they stayed with alumni somewhere in some town and By the time he left, the guy had given him a deed to land or something i need to i don't doubt double that check at all. that with the general's friend, but
1: I wouldn't be surprised if you would have told me he received a goat at some point.
2: Right. Well, he did go to
1: Africa. That's true.
2: Two-part question for y'all from Dan in Fort Worth. Dan right now. Is this uh, Dan Biscuits. Danny Biscuits, that's right. He's up in the cold right now, last I saw. Two-part question. If you could force your greatest enemy to watch a particular TV show nonstop, Clockwork Orange style, what show would you pick? And if you were stranded on an island and only had one show to watch, what show are
1: you taking? You oh, hang up and listen. Man, that is a great question and difficult. Like, are we talking TV show? I'm I'm assuming TV show. My favorite TV show of all time. Well, let's first deal and with the uh, Clockwork Orange. Yeah. So Scenario. we're thinking of what we consider the most, either the worst or the show that would drive you the most crazy, or yeah, just something the like most that. punitive.
2: I might make people watch Barney. Yeah,
1: that's bad. It's pretty rough. Or I always found Little House on the Prairie so incredibly boring. I did too, yeah. It was just a life force drain any time that came on.
2: Although, it was the only thing on and I would try, but it was always just bad. Somebody's always going fucking blind.
1: Yeah, it was so depressing. The whole scene was always so depressing. Yeah, that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. Or the um, what's the one with Michael Landon and his buddy Highway to Heaven? That was impossible to watch. Yeah,
2: I couldn't watch uh, Touched by an Angel either. Yeah, that was really bad. Um, I couldn't watch Doctor Quinn, Medicine Woman either.
1: Uh, yeah, I and mean, that was bad. But Jane Seymour, I mean, she's hot. But I'm not giving Jane Seymour to some enemy. Okay, to look that, at. that's a valid point. Or well, somewhere in time. Jane oh, you know Seymour. what I would do?
2: You know what? I, yes. <sighs> or Jane Seymour and *Live and Let Die*. Mm-hmm. She's solitaire.
1: I'd like to be husband number nine. I know
2: what I would do. I would make watch people watch uh, *Big Bang Theory* because that's the worst show ever.
1: Whew! It's hard to disagree there.
2: Although I know people that send us a lot of emails about wind turbines that would disagree.
1: I think we can. Both agree on Big Bang Theory. Then, all right. I even though I haven't seen it, it seems terrible. I, you know
2: what? I, I saw how much hype there was about it, and how many awards. Because like that one guy wins like the Emmy like every year for it, for like ever.
1: Oh yeah, Jim Parsons. Jim Parsons. Yeah. yeah.
2: And so I'm like,
1: well, now they even got that spinoff of like, yeah, when he's younger or yeah. whatever. Come so on. I'm like, I'm gonna, I'll try it out.
2: It can't be and, all this hype. Oh my gosh, was it
1: worse than Blossom? Yeah, because blossoms in Cause it. Because
2: she's in it, but she's less she's less pretentious
1: and uh, and blossom. That's hard to believe. Is Joey in it? Whoa, no. Well, I might put "Give Me a Break" on the deserted island list <laughs>
2: <laughs> for your Nell Carter fapping.
1: All right, let's think. All right, my okay. This question is tricky because it's also tricky to rock around. T- 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 t-
2: Um, it's not just quality. It's interesting. It's interesting, but it also, if you're going to be stuck on this desert island for a long ass time. You're going to
1: want something with a hot in it. Well, that, but you're also going to want something with a lot of content. Yeah. Like I, my immediate thought was like Twilight Zone. Right. Which some episodes do have a hot. Definitely has interesting content. And you got about. Five years worth of episodes. And you want something that you can watch over and over and right. over again.
2: Now, my very favorite show in the world. Bosom Buddies? I don't know how you got that. That just shows how sapotico we are. My very favorite show in the world was a 17-episode series I called think The I'm, Prisoner.
1: I was just about to say that. I knew that. It's 17 hours. I'm still ashamed that as many times as you recommended that to me, I haven't watched it. It's okay. I know it's it's got to be great. But
2: it's great. And I've watched them a million times each episode. And I will... Better or worse than The Fugitive TV show? So much better. Because it's psychological. And you never know what in the world's going on. Okay. The Prisoner is a spy show.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And what's the cat's name?
2: Patrick McGowan. Yeah. And the premise is Patrick McGowan is a spy that resigns. For reason unknown.
1: Can I stream that anywhere?
2: Uh, They're available on Daily Motion right now. Okay. Which is the French version of YouTube. We. Oui. He resigns and somebody follows him away from resigning. And as he goes into his apartment to start packing to leave somewhere, they shoot sleeping gas in to his apartment. He passes out. He wakes up. Everything looks the same. Until he walks over to the window, and he's in a totally different place. They've rebuilt his apartment mm-hmm. in this place, mm-hmm. the village. And you don't know who runs the village, which side. You don't know. You never know why he resigned. You never know who runs the village, whether it's the good guys, or the bad guys, or somebody else. Mm-hmm. And every episode, for the most part, has a different person in charge. So he's constantly doing psychological battle with somebody new. Now, there's a couple of times it's the same person, but for the most part.
1: It does sound really good.
2: And some of it, it's him trying to escape. Some of it, it's him trying to fuck with them. It's it's my favorite show in the world, and I wish everybody knew it. And the guy, he made the show he wanted. They would have kept making it. At the time, it was the most expensive show made up to that point. They would have kept making it, but he's like, nope, I'm done. I made what I wanted. Man. And walked away from it.
1: So I respect him for that. So a, would you pick that? Because well, it's only seventeen. It's only seventeen. Episodes. That's what I'm
2: saying. It's the quality. It's what I love. But could you watch those seventeen episodes I could, over and over? But I would kick myself because I know there's other things that are bigger that it would have more variety, but
1: less quality. Are you considering it all night court? No, but Marky Post. Uh, man, I. I mean, I, I love me some it, Seinfeld. Seinfeld is fantastic, and Julie Louise is gonna and the, you're gonna get your comedy. You're gonna get your hot. You're gonna get Terry Hatcher's wonderful breasts. Oh, they're spectacular! Um, man, Seinfeld is a good one. Twilight Zone still Twilight is, Zone's
2: good. I, I'll give you that. Cause the I'll, only thing about
1: Twilight Zone is you're not gonna get a you're not guaranteed a hot every show. Right by far. Um, whereas Seinfeld, you are. Bosom Buddies is also amazing. But short. But short.
2: Um What if you what? what if to I, be meta you did Gilligan's Island?
1: Mm, that would be meta. Gilligan's Island is good, but I think it's three seasons. I think I might go Seinfeld. But, Se- but Twilight Zone is also mm. yeah Twilight Zone is shorter. Not as many seasons as Seinfeld. But more shows, I think, total, or around the same amount, probably.
2: Uh, Twilight Zone no. had five
1: seasons, I, I think. I think Seinfeld probably still has more episodes. Seinfeld has
2: more episodes. There was one season where they made hour-long episodes, some. Um, But I think still, content-wise, you're looking at about... I think Seinfeld's twice
1: as much. Yeah, because Seinfeld had nine seasons. Nine seasons, I think. Hmm. I think I'd probably go Seinfeld then. Yeah. Cause I think there's just so. more of them. Uh,
2: cause if you pick like, and, and not all Twilight Zones are dry. There's a couple of funny ones or amusing ones. You know, they're not ha-ha funny, but you'd
1: want something to put you in a good mood. Uh, but also stimulate your intellect. Right.
2: I'm trying to think of other things that would meet those criteria. Cause, you know, Rockford Files had some humor.
1: Right. But it's not long enough.
2: No, nah, I think it's what. Cheers was great. Cheers was great. But again, I think I would... Cheers is kind of the same. There's a repetitive nature to the the story cycle right. in Cheers. I, and not that there isn't in Seinfeld, but they mix it up a lot of oddball things. Seinfeld
1: but, is smarter.
2: Yeah. I'm, I don't know. I think that's probably a good one there.
1: Because we can't include... We're not going to include things like The Wire or those kinds of series, right? Yeah, I
2: don't see... I, I love The Wire. I don't think I'll... I'm not sure I'll ever watch it all again. Yeah,
1: but like Curb, yeah, it's really good. Would wear but me I, out. I think, I think Seinfeld might be the play.
2: Yeah, I think so. Let's see. Danny also says that thank you for your courage. I also have to say I was deeply fascinated with the idea of standing on a car hood being pulled by a four wheeler. Yeah, it was good times.
1: Icy roads, dangerous times. Had a friend break his leg in half. Yep, up against a telephone pole.
2: Well. I think that is... uh Did we
1: clear them out? We cleared them out. Cleared them out.
2: It's about an hour. Oh, <laughs> Now, part of that, it's probably going to be edited down as we were sitting there thinking. Yeah, but, let's uh, cut
1: that to about 40 minutes. It's
2: going to rain in at about 15 minutes. We'll
1: s- tune in to see which questions make the cut. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's too late. They already know. <laughs> well, I appreciate everybody's... uh Questions and interaction, and we appreciate you as listeners. Again, I think it's great. One of the, you know, we don't get any money out of this, and that's okay. What? All right, I have been paying you a slight stipend.
1: Yeah, I'm not showing up for free. No.
2: Um. Yeah, I pay you. (laughs) Pay you cigarettes. That's right. I have to buy the son of a bitch cigarettes every time I come over here. That's well worth the investment. And he never has cash. Anyway, we appreciate y'all mostly because y'all don't freeload cigarettes off of me. And uh, thank you for listening, because it really makes it fun.
1: And if you want to buy me some cigarettes,
2: hit me up in them DMs. Slip into them DMs. All right, well, email us at Pod at gmail.com. And, of course, you can tweet us, as you know. And we love you, and I guess we'll talk to you later. Adios. Bye. June 5th. Boss, your list of my favorite
0: things sunset from my office window Strindberg's women all of them my interview in Playboy Mr. Martin Scorsese Mozart's Brandenburg Concertos collecting my $200 for passing gold Roots The book not that television horse shit Women on Beaches. There have been disaster movies about fiery infernos, airports, luxury liners, earthquakes, and lighter than aircraft. And now... a big bus. (laughs) Paramount Pictures presents the first disaster movie where everyone dies (laughs) laughing. It's the world's first atomic-powered, non-stop, got-to-be-seen-to-be-believed way to travel from New York to Denver. Why Denver? Why not? But the one thing that makes the big bus the comedy event of the year is the passenger list and the crew. Well, I don't care what anybody says. I did not eat 110 passengers. You yourself said you ate a foot! Eat one lousy foot, they call you accountable. Before we get started, Dan, uh, there's something I I gotta tell you. I got some wacky in my middle ear. I can't keep off the shoulders. I gotta get my confidence back. If I can just drive down. <laughs> tell me, Father, why don't we worship a steam engine? Because we can see a steam engine. Well, I don't buy that. But we can also see God. Not as good as a steam engine.
1: Don't forget to make a wish
0: if there should be a radiation leak god forbid we can't live without each other we never should have got nothing how long are you divorced six hours. give it a chance i was the only one who had the courage to put an iud in a rabbit i have only got six months to live i'm start wasting time hop in There is nothing quite like a nice leisurely cross country ride. Hi, welcome aboard to the big bus. Especially when it's on the big bus. And world-class championship wrestling. I'm Bill Mercer with Jay Salady. Good night from Dallas, Texas.